sure have, and I'm glad you're here. So chapter 16, the panic that keeps you from your best guess. Um, she talked about uh, feeling like she was drowning with her sister when they were swimming. And sometimes we feel like we're drowning in insecurities. We can feel like we're, I don't know, we're not as talented, we're not as smart, we're not as experienced. Too afraid. We can be drowning in our insecurities. Um, choking. Is things that God has asked us to do, and we start maybe, and we get so close to doing it, and then... Uh, the thing about insecurity, when it grips us, the very thing we need most, truth, is the very thing we have a hard time grasping. She talked about drowning. The startling fact of drowning is that so many people were, it says, less than 80 inches from safety. And that's the same thing with us. When we start on something and we quit because we're too scared or our insecurities are too much, there's a good chance that we're just 80 inches from safety. A lot of this has to be with, has to do with trusting God, you know, trusting him to, to do what he says he will do. On page 199, she has a list of, um, she talks about cutting out the butts. I'm a child of God. Instead of saying, but, 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 but. She says, we need to change that. I'm a child of God, therefore, I don't have to be afraid. I'm a child of God, therefore, no weapon formed against me shall succeed. I'm a child of God, therefore, God is in the midst of me. I'm a child of God, therefore, God's word is there for me. So many things. When we're a child of God, so many things. We have to let our identity, this is on page 202, we must let our identity, not our insecurity, be the first thing that walks into every situation we face, every decision we make. So if we're face, if we're looking at our insecurities, we're not going to make the right decisions. We're not going to trust God. But when we let our identity be in him and in who he's made us to be, we can walk into situations confidently. And we do that by being in God's word. We do that by telling ourselves truth over and over again. We do that by not listening to the lies of the devil. So our reflection question for that was, what does God's spirit beckon you to do? And what insecurity comes with it? And then if you take it a step further, what does God say about that insecurity? What is he what truth does he have about that? Is what you're insecure about actually the truth? Good question to think about. Okay. Chapter 17, the very best yes. Um, she talked about having a, a safe place for her daughter, being a safe place to her, for her daughter. Um, and it got me thinking, you know, do we have a safe place? Do we have someone we can call? And that was part of the reflection question for this chapter. If we have a big decision to make, is there somebody who we could call? Not just to give us the answer that we want, 
but to actually help us think through it truthfully. Um, just, just recently, I had something like that, and I have a decision that I need to make right now. And I, I didn't call somebody who, you know, knew it all or call somebody who I knew would say what I wanted them to say. I got somebody who would speak truth to me and say, hey, do you remember this about the situation? Somebody who's walked with me for a while and said, and they can say, do you remember how this went? Do you remember how this went? You know, look at things from this point of view. And I think we need to have a safe person like that who can help us look at the whole picture and not just, um, not just what we want to hear. And I think that that comes from, I think that's one of the ways of finding our best yes, especially when we have decisions, um, is to go and find someone that we trust. So chapter 18, when my best yes doesn't yield what I expect. She talked about a vending machine and all she wanted was a Diet Coke and she pressed the button and it didn't work out. You know, sometimes we make decisions and we think that they're going to be a certain way. Um, not saying God's a vending machine or that our decisions are a vending machine, but we just think that this decision will end up being like this and this. And sometimes it's not like we expected it to be. Um, she says on page 221, let this unexpected happening point you to your strength not to your weakness. Maybe you've been entrusted with this hard thing, not cursed with it. And that went along with our discussion question or our reflection question too. What are some things that have happened in your life that you're disappointed about? Unexpected things that make you just wanna cry. Maybe they're not to tear you apart. Maybe it's not to make you fall apart. Or maybe it's not something to look as a curse. But maybe it's something you're, you've been entrusted with. Maybe it's a rejection or just something hard. And... You just can't see your way through it. Maybe instead of it pointing to your weakness, it's actually pointing to a strength that you have inside you. And I've found that with my own, with my own life. There are some things that I feel like I've been, for years and years, I felt like I was cursed with. And really, they're the things that brought me to Jesus. They're the things that made me who I am today. The things that really were, Satan wanted to ruin it. He wanted it to tear me apart. And really, I've been entrusted with it. There's a lot of people I can relate to. There's a lot of people I can speak truth to. Because I've been entrusted with some of these hard seasons in my life. Not cursed with it. Entrusted with it. And what do we do when we're entrusted with something? We have to do the next right thing. Page 223. Do the next right thing. The thing that is right in front of you. There are people right in front of you that need what you've been entrusted with. 
That's the truth of it. It's people right in front of you who need what you've been entrusted with. Maybe it's comfort. Maybe it's um, truth. Something. They need something. Okay? And then the last chapter, chapter 19, we make choices and then our choices make us. Again, she's just talking about it's not the activities. This is on page 228. It's not the activities or accomplishments that we string together that make lives well lived as much as it is hearts of wisdom that we gain and use along the way. Every decision we make is really just a part of our life. Over time, we gain wisdom. We find best answers. We have hard stuff. It's, it's making a life, you know? Every time you make a choice, this is from C.S. Lewis, every time you make a choice, you're turning the central part of you, the part of you that chooses into something a little different than it was before. And I hope that reading this book together has given you a different perspective on people-pleasing, on making decisions, and on your best yes. And I hope that you can take the wisdom you've learned from this and go and live your best yes life. And thanks for joining us for the book club. 